Pure Wow presents Stream On, your weekly download of TV and streaming news and reviews. And now, your hosts, Phil Mutz, Pure Wow's VP of News and Entertainment, and Rachel Golmi, Pure Wow's Managing Editor of Branded Content. Hi, Phil. We're back. We're back. Oh my gosh, we're back for some more. We're about to go into a heat wave here in New York City. I'm very excited for all of this. Except the heat. I don't want to melt. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I I, I mentioned this before, but I I have my AC on the second it hits 65 degrees. I love it. Yeah, I need to, I I sweat a lot, so I need to. (laughs) I mean, same. to keep it nice and cool, you know? None of this 90 degree nonsense. (laughs) Yeah. I do want to touch on what my homework was last week. Yeah. You did, you know, rave about the Spring Awakening documentary on HBO Max. And you were right. It's a hit. I mean, as expected, Leah Michelle was the most Leah Michelle. And she kept <laughs> Did like, you mute her? Oh my God. I didn't mute her, but she was like Leah Michelling all over the place. So like, <laughs> you know, that, that was to be expected. But as someone who, who was obsessed with the musical 15 years ago, it was really great to revisit it. Yeah. You know, it, has, you know, it brings back all those nostalgic feelings. It reminds me, you know, why I liked it so much, uh, the Broadway musical. And uh, and I think I'm going to dive in and listen to the soundtrack again. So, oh my gosh, uh, it's so good. Yeah, it's really great. So thank you for that recommendation. I'm happy that I'm uh, happy that you liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, but we do have a lot to get to today. We've got Rebel Wilson in her own version of 13 Going on 30. Another Sally Rooney novel gets the normal people treatment. National treasure Jean Smart is back in the role that won her an Emmy. And the TV confession I'm scared to admit. Can't wait to find out what that confession is, but let's get to the news. I <laughs> know, it's like ominous. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. just in. This week's streaming news. Nearly three years after its fifth season, Black Mirror is back. Variety reports that specific details are being kept heavily under wraps, but there will be more episodes than last season's three-episode installments. Plus, they'll be more cinematic in scope, with each being treated as an individual film. And I'll be booking my therapy sessions from now. Christian Cooper, the black man who was falsely accused of threatening a white woman and her dog in Central Park, if you remember the Karen who called 911 on him while he was trying to birdwatch, is getting his own show about bird watching called Extraordinary Birder, soon to be streaming on Disney Plus or one of Nat Geo's channels. Attention true crime lovers. ID and Discovery Plus have announced a slate of specials that will not disappoint. In the queue is House of Hammer, a deep dive into the wild story of now-canceled actor Army Hammer and his privileged family. The others will focus on the stories of the Menendez brothers, Mary Kay Letourneau, Gabby Petito, and more. Bridgerton pulls the rug out from under fans and switches up the order of the siblings' love stories. Instead of season three focusing on Benedict like book three, it will actually focus on Colin and Penelope. Scandalous. (laughs) Pollen. I know. I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm really excited. (laughs) Well, I love, I mean, my favorite, uh, obviously, storyline is like the whole Penelope you know, storyline. I don't want to give any spoilers about what she does if you yeah. haven't watched Bridgerton, but I think everybody's watched Bridgerton. Uh, but she's great. And I love her. So I'm I'm happy that, so that, that the season's going to focus on her, especially because I told you that for me, season two was a dud. So I'm, and I know you liked it. I know you, I we, did. We debated this earlier. That's fine. Um, but I did want to briefly do you remember this incident in Central Park where um, this black man was accused of, you know, threatening this woman? And yeah. really, she was just making this up because she didn't have her dog on a leash. And he was just out there bird watching and was like, hey, can you put your dog on your leash? And she like lost her mind. He like Ugh. videotaped it. I'm so glad that he's getting a show. Me too. This is so interesting. 
You know, like yeah. he's been out of the news, you know, cycle for uh, a while now and his name resurfacing in the Times. I was like, wait, I know this man. Uh, yeah. Extraordinary birder. I don't know how exciting a show about <laughs> bird watching is, but hey, uh, I will definitely give it a shot. And I'm sure we can talk about it on the show here. I'm happy that something like good came out of that because that yeah. story was just so insane. I'm happy that um, I guess it had a quote good ending. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think like happy ending for this gentleman. Um, and also this show is it's beyond just it's not going to be Central Park bird watching. Um, well, I guess, you know, what happened last time. Uh, but it uh, it actually he's going to be traveling the world. So there's, they're going to be, you know, f- filming these episodes or they have already filmed six episodes, according to him in uh, a New York Times profile they did where he's all around the world looking at these birds. So I'm interested to see how they pull this off. Me too. Again, I say it every week, but if there could be a show called Is It Cake? Why can't there be a show about bird watching? <laughs> oh my God, poor Is It Cake. Please forget <laughs> poor Is It Cake. The fact that that got greenlit, I mean, somebody should be fired at Netflix. Although, oh, too soon. People did just get fired at Netflix. Yeah. Oh God, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my apologies, oh my you guys. Gosh. Whew, let's let's bring it back. Uh, that, was a, that was a lot. <laughs> let's talk about the hits of the week. The hits of the week. I can't imagine it's a surprise because I did say earlier national treasure Gene Smart. Um, mm-hmm. But it's the show Hacks on HBO yes. Max. I yes. love this show. So you obviously are also watching I, Hacks. It's, it, it was my hit too. I, oh my gosh. I, I do have one other, but I, I love yeah. it so much. It's so good. Yeah. It, it's on HBO Max. This is season two just dropped. There are uh, several episodes out already. So if you don't know, Jean Smart plays Deborah Vance, who she's this later in life kind of struggling stand-up comedian. Uh, and she decides in season two to hit the road for a grassroots comedy tour. And she brings along her bumbling assistant, Ava, <laughs> who is played by uh, Hannah Einbinder, who is also very funny. There's a lot of like really recognizable faces in it, which kind of round out the show. Like Those two are really great. And they're the, kind of the crux of this this comedy but there's also Paul Downs who plays the agent, and he was. I in, love him. <laughs> and I, I was like, I, did, I had to look up his name because I didn't know who his name. But he, yeah. I, I loved him in Broad City. Yeah, where he, played he played Trey. Yeah, Trey, the fitness studio manager. <laughs> yeah. He was so funny in that show, and he's really great uh, as the the their agent. And then Caitlin Olson, who we've talked about mm-hmm. on the show before too, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. and The Mick, and she plays Jean Smart, Deborah's daughter, and she's also very funny. And I really love that it kind of has this the supporting cast that they can kind of go to and the show doesn't drop away when we just don't have yeah. Gene Smart on screen. It's really great. I mean, obviously season one was incredible and it earned Gene Smart an Emmy for the role. So I can only guess that she's going to get, you know, another Emmy or at least a nomination this time. But I do think it's one of the best shows on TV. It's very, very funny. It is. Which is hard to do when it's about a stand-up comedian. That's a lot to deliver. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're yeah. promising, like, the character inherently is supposed to be funny. So they yeah. better be really funny. And she's great. They both are. And I love Ava. She, I think, is honestly, I feel like I like her the best. She's just so matter of fact and the way that she delivers all of her joke but they're not even jokes really like just in her normal conversation like she's not trying to be funny but she just is she's very like blunt (laughs) it's just she cracks me up but they just have the best dynamic and I love any show or storyline that has when they have like a generational difference totally yes because obviously Deborah's boomer and then Ava is typical Gen Z, you know, with her Doc Martens, and she's just... Oh, it's oh my so God, it's funny so to see the contrast. Good. And I, I love that, uh, like, 
Hannah Einbinder as the assistant just delivers everything so dry. Yeah. And it feels just like everything that I find so annoying about <laughs> everyone younger than me. Um, Gen Z, you could say it. But Gen, Gen Z. But also, like, I'm, I'm, an, uh, I'm an older millennial, so there are also a lot of millennials who are much younger than me, who I also, some of them, uh, yeah. I get very Gen Z vibes. But then also then Gene Smart is also super annoying as like everything that I was like, why were my, why were my parents like this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love, it's they, they, they really lean into it. That is really fun to see yeah, the dynamic. Yeah, it is. It's so funny. And they just have such different, you know, Deborah's all about like the setup and the punchline. And then Ava is just very like quippy and self-deprecating, which I love. It's it's good. And then they, you know, they're like the bond that they form and it's great. Yeah. It's a, it's such a good, I really hope it gets picked up for an, another season. I can't imagine it's not. I mean, everybody talks about this show. It's critical acclaim. They've gotten the awards now. Yeah. They're going to get more awards. So I, I do think if there's a story to tell, they're going to tell this story. I think it's yeah. it's great. What else did you have on your hit list? Mine is Conversations with Friends Ooh. on Hulu, which I feel like could be... Some people, I think, I, I think a lot of people don't like it. I don't know. So I didn't read the book, to be honest, um, which I'm kind of bummed about because I think I would have liked it. I think I would like it more if I did read the book. Um, so it's the the book of the same name is uh, Sally Rooney's debut novel from 2017. She also wrote Normal People, which Hulu did a series on that with um, Paul Mezcal and Daisy Edgar Jones, which I loved so much. And this is kind of the same vibe. So it's about these two best friends in college. They they're also ex girlfriends. They become like intertwined in this marriage between a man and a woman, and it's kind of just about that and all the emotional um, turmoil that ensues. But it's just, it's beautifully shot, just like Normal People too. Did you did you watch Normal People? Or- I didn't, but everybody, everybody loves Normal People. Oh, it's very good. It's just so aesthetically pleasing. And Conversations with Friends is, it's very light and airy and romantic. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to be there. They're in Ireland and they all have Irish accents, which I love. And I think an Irish accent is my favorite, I must say. Well, anything I'll take anything over a like Boston accent. I'll tell you that. Jeez. Yeah. I, I have a lot of accents I like, but I'll tell you one I don't, and that's goddamn Boston accent. I'm sorry, guys. I have to agree. We have a lot no, of listeners in Boston. I hope not. I mean, I hope we do, but I hope you're not offended. I agree though. Boston accents are kind of annoying. And normal people, obviously everybody's been talking about it because obviously there was critical acclaim. It has a ninety one percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And it earned three Emmy nominations. So obviously this was a very big, buzzy thing. So it makes sense that they'd make the next Sally Rooney book into a show. So yeah. does it live up? Do you Obviously it's a hit. So does it live up to normal people or is it unfair to compare the two? I think it's only unfair in my case because I, I did read Normal People and then I watched the show. I didn't read Conversations with Friends and now I'm watching the show. So I think if I would have read the book, I would be a little bit more interested in this one only because I don't really know what to expect, you know, with the story. I don't really I know where it's going, but not at the same time. And I was reading an article about the differences between the two. And I guess in the book, they there's a lot more with the main character, Francis. Uh, that they don't go into in the show, which people said doesn't really make sense with the whole story. So, but given what I know, I do like it. I don't like it more than normal people, but it's it's good. It's very pretty. And I like seeing like the inner workings of these relationships because they're just a mess. And I'm curious to see how it all ends up and kind of where the story goes. But And it stars Taylor Swift's boyfriend, obviously. Oh, yes, yes. Duh. Yeah. I, but, okay. I have to say, I do not like Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm a, You're not I'm a Taylor Swift fan. You're not a Swiftie. I Swift am not. I am not a Swiftie. Well, as an all. older millennial, I also think I missed the Taylor Swift boat. But I do think she has 
she's she's grown on me as I've gotten older. But I think she's also gotten older. Oh, okay. Her songs are no longer like, I'm on the bleachers, and that's the whole song. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like, there's a little more depth to them. Anyway, this isn't a show about Taylor Swift. This is about her yeah. boyfriend who is on Conversations with Friends. Yeah, Joe Alwyn, um, Jemima Kirk is in it from Girls. She's also in the newest season of Sex Education. And then Allison Oliver, who is a newcomer. But she actually also went to the same drama school as Paul Mezcal from Normal People. Oh, so I like that connection. connection. Yeah, and then Sasha Lane. And those are the four, um, you know, main characters. It's It's... Very good. It's not the best show I've ever seen. I'll be honest, but I like it. It's entertaining, and I'm I, I'm curious to see how it how it all pans out. But it's just it's also funny too because normal people, there a lot of people are comparing it to because there's a lot of sex scenes in normal people and like male nudity, which I just find funny that everyone thinks it's such a big deal. But in um in conversations with friends, it's not as intense with sex scenes i guess but a lot of people just keep comparing them because of that and but you should people watch want their people. people want their sex scenes i get it yeah, yeah. i guess so i mean bridgerton and i mean all i talked this. about when we talked about bridgerton with the male butt so clearly i'm one of those people so all right <laughs> yeah i think it's a valid point have you do you know about eurovision so i didn't know much about this so i don't want to assume people know a lot about eurovision i know what it is i thought I know that there's a movie with um, Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell yes, about it. The spoof movie, I, yes. To be honest, I didn't realize that it was a real thing. I, and then yeah. I saw, you know, in everyone kind of posting about it because it was on recently. And yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus, this is a real thing. So I did a deep dive. So in typical American fashion, obviously, we're like, what's Eurovision? But the rest of the world obviously knows what Eurovision is. And it's a massive, massive thing. So it's a singing competition. Uh, it took place this past weekend. And it is many, many countries participate in this and it's available to watch in countries around the world. And those those countries vote in real time on their favorite acts during this show, uh, in American Idol style. But it was streamable on Peacock so Americans could watch it. And so I know it's COVID times, but I did go to a bar and watch the Eurovision finale with a bunch of big Eurovision fans. And it was my first time watching this yeah. competition. And it is just so fun. And I can't believe I've never seen this before. And Americans were so stupid for not paying attention to this. Because as a fan of American Idol for years, you know, I go back to, I loved Fantasia Barino. Oh my God, give yeah. me life. Oh my um, gosh. But this is way GBT. better. The stakes are just higher because it's an international stage. And there's just millions of people across Europe and around the world, you know, because it's not just European countries because, you know, like Australia is one of them. You know, there's are, there are so many people watching this and the stakes are very high. So it makes it more exciting Mm. And it was fun to watch in a group setting where clear fans that either people from the country or just that supported the countries uh, would get really into uh, yeah. supporting a specific act, which was great. That's, uh, you know, those are only part of the fun uh, because they so Italy had this homoerotic duet. Spain did a super sexy dance number. And those were all like really fun. But then they the awarding of the points is also part of the fun. So it, you know, it took hours for them after all the acts were done, where they still, you know, are airing this, streaming this, and they air the unveiling of which countries award which points to who, and the rankings change, and they cut to the acts and how they react to how those points went. And it's uh it's really fun and it's really involved. And and I I had to like learn about the scoring and understand it. And uh if, for those who don't know um the big winner this year was you know very symbolic you know it wasn't the best performance but they did win and it was ukraine which i thought was a really wonderful thing for the world you know to have yeah. united and said you know we're voting for for ukraine 
and it was a very emotional and moving, you know, kind of awarding. And everybody was so excited. And nobody in the bar, whoever they were rooting for, could be mad about Ukraine winning this competition. So, you know, it, it was won by a Ukrainian rap group called Kalush Orchestra. And they had a song called Stefania, you know, and it's worth watching the act. But it was more the, you know, the the symbolism behind their yeah. win. That was really great. So anyway, if you like American Idol, <laughs> I highly recommend setting your calendar, Americans, for next year because it's really, it's a fun watch. It was really great, really enjoyable. How long is it? Hours, is it one, hours and hours. But well, it's one day? No, so there are, there or are, night, there are like prelim things for a couple days oh, okay. and then the, the final, the big final thing is the thing that, you know, I watched and that everybody watches where they've narrowed it down somewhat, the number of countries. Okay. And then you watch the voting after the performances. Nice. It's very, it, it's like if American Idol were like, we're going to do it all in one day, you guys. Here's the top 10, and we're like knocking this out in like one day. It's really. I love that though. Really enjoyable. I also want to just make sure we touched on. I loved. I, I finished Candy on Hulu. We talked about this previously with the Jessica Beale true crime show. So good. I, I, Rachel, I know you said you hadn't gotten super into it yet. Keep going. Yeah. Justin Timberlake in episodes four and five as a like average Joe detective is really great. So I do think it's worth continuing on. And I also am all caught up on The Circle on Netflix, which I previously raved about also. Oh, yeah. And it is. And the spicy celebrities that I'm not going to ruin who they were are gone. <laughs> they have exited the circle, but it's still really good and it's still really trashy. So I still <laughs> want you to watch that. OK, I well, I guess we'll just go into our misses. <laughs> That'll take us into our misses. Misses of the week. Okay, so I am putting Candy as my miss, I think. Whoa. <laughs> I know, I'm so, I'm so hesitant to say wow, that. Wow, when I just raved about it, go I on. I know, I know. I honestly, simply for the fact that it just couldn't hold my attention and it just felt so slow to me. I I watched the first two episodes, I want to say, and I'm just kind of like, oh my God. Like, I don't, my husband was like, oh, let's put it on last night. And I was like, no, I, don't, I really don't want to. <laughs> so, and you did Google this, so you do know where it's going, yeah, right? Like, there I are know. some twists that haven't been revealed yet by episode two, <sighs> which is interesting that you, but you know what's going to happen. So maybe you don't care. Maybe. I, I, I just don't even, it's just boring. And I know it's I'm saying slow. that a lot. I'm saying that a lot about shows recently that they're boring, but it's true. Like, when there's just so many shows that are out there, if it's not holding my attention, like done, you know. I think this is a revelation for you because you previously have said you're going to finish shows, and you have now started quitting shows. And I, I applaud you. That's good. If you don't like something, why are you watching this? Get I know, out. But I feel like I need to finish it. No I way. don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll continue. <laughs> maybe I'll continue, and then it'll be on my hit next week. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, the ups, the downs. People don't know what to watch. That's the a drama roller coaster. Here. <laughs> yeah, TV roller coaster. But that that was my that was my only miss of the week. I did watch. Which I don't know if you're going to bring this up in your miss, but I did watch one episode of The Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, interesting! I haven't seen that yet, and it, it's an it's the number one show on Netflix. It overtook Ozark, so yeah, it's clearly very popular. Maybe I'll go more into it next week. That's a TBD on me too. But you're you're putting it so far into your miss column. I think so. I think so. But I don't want to give a concrete answer because I think I need to give it another shot. I think that's worth. I think that's that's valid. You know, okay. and you gave that's, Can that's you gave Candy be my another homework. shot. You know, it's yeah. not like you didn't give Candy two episodes. Just like 
with the pentaveret <laughs> last week. I don't know why I gave that two episodes, but I told you, <laughs> freaking, what a disaster that was. Yeah. So, All right. So Lincoln Lawyer is my homework for next okay, week. Okay, great. Please report back on Lincoln Lawyer, yes. which stars <laughs> Nev Campbell. And I, I'm so glad Nev Campbell's coming on Netflix. This is great. I know. Yeah. I know. So she I, looks great, too. I do want it to be good. So I hope, I hope episode two changes your mind. Yes. So one of my misses, and I don't want to go too into this, is or my real miss of the week, I don't want to go too into it, is the Marvel series Moon Knight, because I previously had this as a hit. And I oh, like yeah. I watched a couple episodes, three episodes, and I was like, this is great. And I really love it. And I raved about it, you know, and it's the Oscar Isaacs. Uh, he plays like a, a split personality kind of antihero, the Moon Knight. And then there's a big shift in tone and genre in episode four. And to me, it just like went off the rails. And then episode five continues it. And I was like, I I'm out. I you lost me, guys. And I, I I think that's OK. Like shows can have a strong start and not finish strong. But yeah, the, we get a character at some point at the end of episode four. It's a talking hippopotamus goddess. who has, I, And I like I, I exactly I saw it and I went, OK. And on top of everything else, she's also like she's like an awkward and skittish hippopotamus goddess. And I, I was like, no. uh-uh. Oh, boy. This, it was just off the rails bonkers after what was just like I know like I know that you have to suspend disbelief for a little bit of Marvel to obviously there are flying characters they have powers but this just was out of the genre of what I've been watching for three episodes and I just it was not for me but that's that a said, bummer it is a bummer and I, but I think that's okay I think we're allowed to you know we're allowed to say you had us for a little while and you fucked it up Disney plus <laughs> but that said I am excited for the new Disney Plus Marvel series, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer just came out for it. And it looks exactly as absurd and campy and fun as the name implies. Uh, it comes out August 17th. So I'm very excited for that. I don't know if it's going to be good, but it looks like it's just going to be really fun. I mean, it's called She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. So I, I don't <laughs> know how it's not going to be just super fun. So I'm very excited about that. Oh, She-Hulk. But I do, before we move on, I do want to, I want to create a made-up segment, which okay. um, oh. uh, which I want to call, we'll see, maybe we'll get a sound effect for future, uh, for the future if we really like this segment. But I, I want to call it either Defying Expectations or Pleasantly Surprised. I don't okay. know, I, I don't know which to call it, but. Define expectations or pleasantly surprised. The reason I want to put the show not in a hit or a miss is because I don't want to overstate that how good it is and call it a hit because it's not great. Okay. But I also I want to say that like my expectations were that it was going to be horrific. And I was pleasantly surprised. So I I, it, it, I don't want to call it a miss either, because I think in that regard, it wasn't a miss. And it was the movie Senior Year on Netflix, the okay. Rebel Wilson movie. And I think it's an interesting, like, it looks like you watch the preview and you go, oh, God, this looks terrible. So yeah. naturally, I'm going to hate watch it. And then I didn't hate it. <laughs> I actually was really, I really enjoyed it. So Rebel Wilson from Pitch Perfect and Gowrie Rice, who plays a younger version of Rebel Wilson, she was the daughter and mayor of Easttown. With yeah, Kate I loved her. Justin Hartley from This Is Us and In It. Zoe Chow from The After Party. Sam Richardson, who's from The After Party and Veep. It was a really like great cast. And it's about this popular high school cheerleader has an accident during a cheerleading stunt and goes into a coma for 20 years. And then she wakes up at the age of 37 and she wants to go back to high school to finish her senior year, which is why it's called senior year. And she wants to win prom queen. So Rebel Wilson plays the 37-year-old version. 
And it's surprisingly funny. You know, I really wanted to hate it because it's such a played out and cliche yeah. idea. Ugh. Like nothing about this like hasn't been done where someone older goes back to high school. We've seen this, you know, or even the, the 13 going on 30, you know, Jennifer Garner swap. You know, we've seen this mm-hmm. before where like a younger brain is inside an older person's, you know, body. Like we, we it's so played out. But I just kept laughing and they kept making me that's laugh. That's good. Right. So that's why I was like, wait, hold on. Like, I, I'm still laughing at the things you're doing. So the story might be stupid, but who cares if I'm enjoying myself? Yeah, something's working. Yeah. And halfway through, they do a an actual reenactment of the crazy music video, the Britney Spears song, Crazy. Where like <laughs> that's the amazing. one that used to have like Melissa Joan Hart and you know, or it still does, but uh she didn't leave the music video. Um but she <laughs> but they do a reenactment with Rebel Wilson in the Britney Spears role and it's full on dance, full on costumes. They do the whole song. It just kind of speaks to why the movie makes no sense, but also is still very enjoyable because I just wanted to watch them do that, you know, over and over. It was great. It was very fun. I love that. It was fun to watch. I keep calling myself an older millennial, but as an older millennial, she's basically stuck in my high school years, you know, because, Mm. you know, we're roughly the same age. So all of the things that she thinks are cool because she's still in a, you know, brain from 20 years ago were the things that I thought were cool in high school. So it's a fun, it's a, it, I thought it was very fun. I laughed a lot. I enjoyed it. And maybe we'll make this a segment moving forward. Defying okay, expectations. I, I want to ask you about the Australian accents, though, because I watched, I did watch the preview. I didn't commit fully yet, but now that you said this, I'm going to watch it. And obviously, Robert Wilson is from Australia. And I know Angori Rice is, too. So they're so the do, only two with the accents other than a mom character. And those are... Is that ever addressed? Yes, like, they. She has. Oh, okay. <laughs> she has moved. Uh, yes, it's 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 brought up that they've moved here. You know, so okay. that yeah. Although the dad is is American and is played by Chris Parnell from Saturday Night Live, so it, it's it, there are accents, there are not. But I think they basically wrote that in because they were like, we cast Rebel Wilson, so <laughs> yeah. they now have to do something with this. <laughs> that just makes me laugh. I, and I kind of like love it because they're just I mean, I guess you said that they address it a little bit, but if they just kind of like let it fly, because I was reading comments and people were like, why is she the only one with an Australian accent? But I love You're that. Like, I think it show, kind people. of adds to it. Watch the movie. They'll explain <laughs> yeah, it. Right? It's an important plot point in this terribly <laughs> written, but very funny. It's not terribly written. It's just terribly uh, conceived. What a terrible idea. But I guess if they were like, look, if we can just get a bunch of funny people, we can make anything funny, even if it's yeah. a tired, tired plot. And they did. So I love it. Surprise. Uh, I won't call it hit, but a surprise. A surprise nonetheless. Okay. We need to think of a name for this potential segment because yeah, I like it. We'll keep brainstorming. So yes. we now, our actual uh, segment of the week is a, a fun one. It's called Streaming Confessions. <laughs> Streaming Confessions. <laughs> <laughs> What is that sound effect? I love that so much. I do too. Oh my gosh. All the sound effects just make me crack up. Oh, I know. As, as uh, if, you you go first, though. Oh, you want oh, to sorry, go first? I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was just going to talk about sound effects all day. So no, you're right. Let's dive into my streaming <laughs> confession. It's not a huge one, but it is. Um, I've never watched Downton Abbey before. Okay, and, me either. Okay, it's great. So like double confession here. So yeah. and obviously the sequel movie came out this week, Downton Abbey, A New Era. So it's in the news. You know, everybody's talking about it. And I'm like, I've never seen it. But the OG series is available to watch on Netflix, whereas the new movie is only in theaters at the moment. 
Purell reviewed it, the movie, and uh, assistant entertainment editor Nikisha Campbell. She she's kind of on the same page as me because she hadn't seen the series before. But so so she wrote, uh, I saw Downton Abbey, a new era without watching a single episode. And it was phenomenal. And she gave oh, wow. she gave the film four point five out of five stars, which I thought was kind of shocking to be able to go in and watch a movie without having any of the context yeah. of the characters or the backstory. And I guess they do a recap of sorts. But they, I was shocked that you could enjoy it that much. But raving about it so whether we've seen Downton Abbey or not perhaps we can go see the movie and enjoy it nice I think Downton Abbey is actually leaving Netflix at the end of this month oh, so which we don't have a lot of time y'all I know Get on I was, it. I, it's been on my to watch list literally forever and now I'm just kind of like oh man I missed the boat on that one so I'm gonna have to figure out where it's going after okay I think, it's I, leaves I think we found my homework assignment for next week I, I want to watch it <laughs> watch all of oh, Downton Abbey please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and the movies uh, yeah. no I'm gonna watch one episode I can watch one episode of Downton Abbey and I can that's report doable back. yeah okay well, maybe I will too yeah okay I like this but then I think that's gonna be a tease because if I like it and then I start watching it I'm not gonna be able to finish six seasons right there's six well, seasons well I think it's until... also on Prime Video so you can oh you can Always, you have to buy that, right? Well, I think you're going to have to buy it. But if you I like it enough, that dedicated. we could buy the whole season. Remember, we used to buy DVD sets. You know, we, yeah. can, we can afford it. Come on. I did buy The Office on Amazon Prime Video. Worth because it. Because it, when, it, when it left Netflix. Oh, it's 100% worth it. It's 1,000% worth it. You need to own The Office. Of all people, you and I, you, yeah, we need to own course. The Office, obviously. Of course. Forget but Net- I didn't buy the Netflix. later seasons because they aren't good. Well, they, make, <laughs> they make me uncomfortable to watch. They do. I, I they once Robert California is there. Oh, my gosh. We're all so off track. Okay. Tell me. Okay. What is your confession? Tell me your confession. Oh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous to say it. Oh, I always man. get really nervous. To, is it really <laughs> to that bad? Well, no, it's not bad. It's just I've never watched Friends before. Well, <laughs> that silent is not a silence is not an accident. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I know. I know. Wow. I, I don't know why, to be honest, but I just never watch it. And I think I'm like this far into my life that I'm just kind of like, OK, I'm just going to ride this train. Well, I mean, but, people might disagree with me, but. I don't think you should watch it now. You're not going to find it funny now. Like there are so yeah. many actually funny shows that at the time it was fine. And, and we laughed. I get maybe we didn't laugh. The, the sound, the the laugh track laughed for us. But <laughs> oh, wow. How did I you know? How did you escape every conversation about like what just happened on Friends? Well, here's the thing. So every time that somebody says like, oh, like in that fret, whatever, whatever. I don't, I don't even know the references. <laughs> and I would just. Like smile and nod and be like, yeah, like I fake, I faked it till I made wow. it, <laughs> and now I'm outing myself that I didn't, that I didn't watch. I, I mean, I, I'm more. It's less. Uh, there's no judgment. It's just more. I can't believe you escaped watching Friends. I mean, it was such a cultural thing that everybody was watching every up. I mean, and talking about it the next day because there there was no streaming. I don't even know if there was DVR at the time. So I think everybody was watching Friends in real time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I know. But now I, I just don't even think I should watch it. Because like, like you said, it's no. probably not even funny. And and the stars from the show have done way funnier things. Go watch. If you want to watch them, go watch Lisa Kudrow in the comeback. That, you know, that. Like, okay. That's, oh, oh, are you saying OK? Like you haven't seen it. Go no, yeah, I haven't watch seen the comeback it. on HBO. OK, we're going to talk about this okay. in a future episode. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I, I can talk about that for hours. You, you do. Uh, you can pick one homework assignment. You don't have to do it okay. all. But, all right. I need to narrow it down. But the comeback, y'all, we're going to talk about this soon. All right, so what did we learn? What we learned. I learned 
that I'm not ashamed that I didn't watch Friends. That's what I learned. I learned that Eurovision is way better than American Idol. And it's probably the only good thing on Peacock. You always hate on Peacock. Name another show on Peacock. Who cares about Peacock? I mean, I think they're getting queer as folk, but who cares? You know, I'll watch Mm -hmm. that and then I'll cancel it after a month's stupid peacock and can <laughs> sign up for this oh my god anyway this has been really fun and we have a lot of homework apparently especially we you do. we do have a lot of homework oh man i need to get watching tv <laughs> well until next week bye y'all yes bye everyone that's it for stream on follow us on instagram at shows and at pure wow please subscribe rate and review stream on is a pure wow and gallery media group production